Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Deemer. Today on the show, we give you a Theta 101, jumping into the number 13 market cap, and I don't even know what it is. Well, you will after this show. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everyone. Today is Tuesday, April 6, 2021. So I woke up at 6 o'clock this morning, hopped in my car, drove from Charleston, West Virginia, all the way up to Cleveland, and got on my interview at 12 o'clock with Theta to give you this 101 right at 12 o'clock. So I'm editing it now around 15 minutes later after the interview, recording this and putting this out for you. I just wanted you to know I'm hustling. Try my best to hustle. Anyway, let's get into those crypto prices because I think we have some moons. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 12, 19 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is in the number one spot, obviously, at $58,159, down 2.6% from yesterday. Ethereum, $2,097, down 1.7%. Binance Coin, up 4% at $391. That's a seven-day up for Binance of 30%. Is Binance going to overtake Ethereum eventually? It just won't stop. XRP is XRP. Is that number four? At $1.01, up 36% and 74% in a week. Where did you come from? Teller number five and Cardano number six at $1.27, up 4.1%. Total market cap, we're just, we just can't hit that $2 trillion mark, but we're sitting at $1.96 trillion with a BTC dominance of 55.3%. And like I said in the intro, we're going to talk to Wes Levitt, the head of strategy for Theta, and he's going to give us a one-on-one on this project. Enjoy the conversation. Wes, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Matthew. 100%. Look, Theta, 13th market cap. I, I came out of nowhere. I don't know anything about Theta. I don't know if anybody else knows anything about Theta, but that's why we're here. We're going to do a Theta 101. What's the origin story of Theta? Yeah, sure. So uh, Theta came about in mid-2017. So what it is, it's a a decentralized video delivery protocol um, in layman's term that lets uh, any user like me or you uh, relay video streams or any data stream really to another user nearby over a peer-to-peer network. Um, And it really came out to try to solve our own problem with our startup platform called Theta TV. Uh, It's an esports streaming platform. Uh, as, as you may know, as a streamer, CDN costs are very high, especially as a startup where you're not uh, buying in bulk. So there's a problem we're facing distributing these esports streams in 4K and VR around the world. Uh, and really try to solve our own problem by creating a peer-to-peer network where users could share some of that, uh, that uh, load around the world and relaying these streams amongst themselves rather than us as a startup paying for every single video stream that goes out on our platform. That's, okay, so got it. Pretty cool. Why do you need crypto? It's a, it's, a, it's a crypto company, right? I mean, P2P networks can be done without cryptocurrency. Yeah, that's right. Um, but, you, you know, if you remember the, the BitTorrent uh, or even further back Master Bearshare days, you're kind of relying on everyone being altruistic and sharing the files on their computer. 
Um, so that's great in individual cases. It's uh, an album everyone wants, but if you really want a resilient peer-to-peer -peer network, you have to have some incentive for users to come on and, and uh, contribute their excess bandwidth, their computing resources, and that kind of thing. So where crypto comes into it and how the data blockchain gets married to this peer-to-peer -peer network is uh, for each piece of content that you're relaying to another user, you're providing, you're doing productive work for the network. So you earn a small token incentive for doing that. And, you know, multiply that by tens of thousands of nodes and all of a sudden you have a lot of uh, users contributing to a robust network because they're earning for it. Okay, so walk me through the process. And I, I, I'm asking this because I want to understand, one, how people can participate, and two, what does this look like? Because what you're describing to me is a decentralized, well, anything, YouTube, for example. And if we take it out of the YouTube silo or the Google silo, um, how does this work? Say if I have, I don't know, my favorite Joe Rogan clip. Is, is that something that we're talking mm -hmm. about here and how in sharing that the decentralized streaming this Joe Rogan clip, for example? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Where we started at was um, basically trying to solve a problem as a video platform. And that's who we're first looking to integrate with is other video platforms. They can just use this as another piece of technology in their, their CDN stack, uh, content delivery network stack to make their video delivery more efficient. So um, if we're working with say a, a YouTube or a Twitch in the future, um, it, it's still their content and they distribute it as they like. It's just a way for them to do so more efficiently by involving their users. So it, it is a little bit of a different tack than saying um, it's a free for all for any pirated content you want to distribute. We are looking to work with the content owners rather than create necessarily something people are using to share whatever they want. Theater right now is a $11 billion, actually $11.5 billion market cap. Mm -hmm. um, where is the value being added to this in the market cap? Is this, would you say that this market cap is justified from the value that's being created or is it speculation? And I also want to just suppose that it is, I understand how YouTube makes money. They run ads. Mm -hmm. How would a decentralized network make money besides the speculation of the crypto space? Yeah. And, you know, speculation of crypto space means it's really have to take a grain of salt with any kind of crypto valuation. So, um, with that said, uh, the way it creates value is the same way that for us as a video platform, uh, first thing is it just saves a significant amount of money because if you can create a, a network of users that are using their excess bandwidth, which is almost a sunk cost to them, uh, to do that work instead of us paying for it, then it saves us 50, 60, 70% of our CDN costs uh, each month because we're not paying that to Akamai or AWS. Uh, now you take a very large video platform and it's millions of dollars a month uh, that are being saved there. Uh, the other thing that's really interesting that we found is that uh, it actually creates longer viewing times and, and viewers that come back more often. And when they earn token rewards and have something to spend them on, then they actually kind of can create more revenues to the platform because they're using these to buy things or, or donate to streamers or doing other things that you want them to as a user. So we actually think there's, in addition to just cost savings, for video platforms is actually really, uh, for some platforms, what may even be more interesting than just the saving on CDN costs is being able to get users excited with these token rewards and maybe even pull those users from a competing platform. So in both those ways, it creates value for these platforms that are using the data blockchain. Did you say CDN costs? Yeah, sorry, to, just to back up, the, the, the infrastructure that any of these video platforms use to take a video and send it from the centralized server to you, that a, uses a CDN, which is Akamai, AWS, Google, all the cloud providers use these content delivery networks or CDNs to do that. 
um, and it costs money. So it, you know, from our perspective as a, a startup platform, uh, it, it took a big burden off us by not having to pay such high CDN costs once we integrated our own solution here. Okay, I apologize for this next question if you already answered it, but sometimes it's a little dense. And so let's just break this down again because I'm confused. YouTube runs ads, right? Mm-hmm. The ads give them money. They make money by the, ad, the advertisers giving them money. The advertisers then advertise on the YouTube channels, which then people look at the, the, those ads and go, hey, I'm going to buy that product, which gives the money to the company. And then the companies then run ads on YouTube. I, again, how will Theta make money in the future? And can you tell me like that, that whole like cyclical like format of how, how you envision this to be a revenue generating thing? Yeah. And keep in mind, it's a little different because Theta as a protocol isn't a business. So it's not necessarily that it generates revenues and has a P&L the same way a business would. But uh, if it's how it creates value or, or how value accrues to it, uh, which, it, you know, kind of is analogous in this situation, um, for any of these users to uh, a platform that wants to use this and tap into this network of incentivized users, they have to be reward. The users that are relaying their uh, uh, the videos need to be rewarded in the form of theta tokens or to get a more specific T fuel, the, the gas token, the, the transaction token of the protocol. Um, they're not out there working for free. If I'm, if you start your own platform and you want to tap into this network and have them do a lot of the, uh, the video relaying for you, you effectively need to pay them in T fuel. And so that creates demand for the pro- token and the protocol. The more it's in use, if you this scales up and now there's hundreds of thousands of nodes running on their network that are doing these jobs, more and more of them need to be paid. Platforms tapping into this have to buy the to- T fuel token in order to compensate these users for doing the productive work on the network. So it's not exactly revenue generating, but that's how the value flows through for users that are using it and the platforms that use the network. Understood. So what you're trying to say, the way that I look at this is the monetary value, the US dollar, euro, pound value is arbitrary to the value of the token. Uh, Not exactly, because there is a, a, it it needs needs to resolve to basically the value of the work they're doing on the network, because a platform won't, um, won't pay 10 times the cost of their CDN to buy tokens to, to pay these workers. But at the same time, the workers are not going to do all this work to earn nothing. So it, it, we think it naturally resolves to what the real world value of it is, just because you have basically a supply and demand on both sides of it. And both people have uh, an idea of what this would cost in the status quo system. And they know that's basically, I need to beat that for this, for adopting theta to make sense. And so, so because you have... So that, again, I'm wondering where the in, input of cash is. Like I, like I said, with the YouTube uh, situation, it's the advertisers paying YouTube to run ads where people then watch the mm-hmm. ads and then they buy the buy the goods. I'm, I'm, I'm still not understanding how the money gets into the system that is sustainable besides crypto speculation. Yeah, sorry if this was glossed over earlier. I said this too quickly. But again, the platforms that want to use the Theta network need to buy tokens to pay Got the it. workers. In that sense, you may have seen the work token type of uh, model before. It's it's a little different because it's not purchased by the users, but same concept where basically it's, if you want access to the, the thousands of workers out there, you have to buy T-Field tokens to pay them in this protocol. Got it. Got it. That so that's makes... where, yeah. Yeah. Like a platform, you know, traditional platforms, of course, they're dealing in dollars or euros. They need to buy, use those to buy the tokens to feed into the system. Otherwise, you don't get to take advantage of all these productive nodes. 
because I was around in 2017 too. And a lot of business models that came out of 2017, not saying this was yours, was mm. hey, how, how do we make money? Well, number go up. And that was the whole business plan. So I'm happy yeah. to see that they have to actually purchase. So companies or whatever, and it has to purchase these tokens in order to access the workers. Understood. So now, since we're running, rounding this off uh, and everybody's wondering about Theta 101, can you do me a favor and give me a 30-second 101 summary on what is Theta for everybody. Sure. So um, yeah, like we said, Theta is a decentralized video delivery network. Um, it lets any user use their PC, mobile device, in the future, any device really, uh, to relay video and other data uh, to other users nearby on a peer-to-peer -peer network. Uh, it's a more efficient way of distributing live streams, file patches, any kind of uh, data that's being shared that has a lot of concurrent users. Uh, can be done more efficiently over a peer-to-peer -peer system and uh, more cost-effectively than a centralized system. And if you're a video platform out there or anyone else trying to push a large amount of data, it can save you money and it can actually drive new users to your platform by implementing the, this protocol. Wonderful. Wes Levitt, Head of Strategy for Theta, thank you for coming on the show and giving us a 101. No problem. Thanks for having me, Matthew. And briefly, in today's headlines... U.S. NBA basketball team Sacramento Kings are set to offer Bitcoin as a salary option. It's the latest in a long line of crypto-related initiatives by the NBA franchise. I know you guys seen this one already, but overly attached girlfriend meme sold today. It's a meme that's been going around for freaking years. I don't even understand these things. But it sold today for $411,000, joining a growing club of memes as NFTs. The buyer is 3F Music, a Dubai-based music studio whose NFT collection includes New York Times Meta NFT and other memes such as Bad Luck Brian. What the hell is going on here? Anyway, I don't know how to even... I'm sick of NFT news. I don't know what to say about this, but whatever you guys are doing right now, stop it, mint an NFT with it, and just throw it up there and see if you can get rich. And finally... Chinese Bitcoin mining hardware manufacturer Ebang has announced the launch of its own cryptocurrency exchange. The company is also exploring other business opportunities, including cryptocurrency mining operations. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Please, Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. You can send me an email at matthewarin at decrypt.co. And now that I am back at home and I have more time, the content is going to be just like it always is. No more weird mics and no more rushing to have interviews. Anyway, thank you very much for listening and happy hodling, everyone. I'll see you tomorrow.